Welcome back to the Dream Lab Series podcast, where we go behind the mindsets of high achievers. My name is Audrey Diaz, and I am your life and confidence coach. I'm Sabrina Castillo, and I'm your life and business coach. And this is probably one of my most exciting episodes we've ever done. <laughs> Get into it, girl. <laughs> All right. So I really just want to say, like, my whole journey has been centered around people who really not only inspired me, but just have awakened parts of myself so our next guest is none other than Rachel Luna you might know her as at girl confident but honestly I can't even begin to give a highlight of how important your work has been to me and Andre knows I'm like it's Rachel it's Rachel it's Rachel I want Rachel yes. and then the book came out and I was like I gotta have Rachel on and even then I have always just like teetered with like to be toying around you with requests. I'm like, you our podcast? <laughs> but um, if you don't know Rachel Luna, she's the author of Permission to Offend. She also has a podcast called Permission to Offend. And she is a world-renowned master certified coach um, and a woman of God, which is kind of how this even started. This conversation started before we hit record. So welcome. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. And I also want to just make sure that we get my title correct. I am yes. a certified master neuroscience coach. Yes. And the fact that I just shared that, this is like takeaway number one. Because if you don't tell people what to call you, they'll call you whatever they want. They'll start to make assumptions about who you are and what you do. And I'm tongue and cheeky. So I'll make a joke and be like, get it right, girl. Put some respect on my title. You know, but it took a long time for me to be able to say something like that. Because in the past, I would have just let it go. But here in the present, I worked very hard to learn about neuroscience and to learn how does neuroscience even line up with the word of God, you know, do science and faith combine and intersect. And so now I'm even more bold about that, about saying, yes, there is a through line and there's an intersection between neuroscience and, and faith and God. And so anytime I get a chance to correct people or to say, listen, let's not, let's not leave God out and let's not leave the neuroscience out. I'm, I'm here for it. So thank you for that. Yeah. And I, I should, know better because like the neuroscience part is actually what got me hooked at first but you know I'm always in your DMs asking questions about a lot of different things so I love it I love it yeah Sabrina's definitely fangirling right I now I am it's really exciting <laughs> like the biggest fangirl part. moment ever and I do have my book and I have a lot of notes I me too. I have a lot of notes in my own book. Isn't that funny? <laughs> listen you have to be the first partaker of your offerings you have to be sold out for your offerings. You have to believe in what you've done and what you've created. And I'll let you in on a little secret. I do love this book, but as my, my own walk with God is strengthened every day, there are some things in this book that I think, oh my goodness, in the enemy is um, a liar. So if the devil is talking, you know, he's lying and the enemy will take and twist the things. And I, and I think that the way that I've written some things in this book, it leaves it very open for manipulation and for deception. So I encourage you all, if you do read my book, Permission to Offend, and you have any questions, don't make assumptions. You come on over and ask me, well, first ask God, 
And then secondly, ask me. And the, the new edition, the paperback edition is coming out in February. And I was able to go back and make a couple of changes and corrections to line up more with the truth of God. Rachel, like mm. right off the bat, you're coming in swinging with so much energy, <laughs> so much knowledge and instructing us right away. But I know that when women are this passionate about something is because mm. there's a deep story. Mm. Can you tell us about yourself and the battles through which God has strengthened you and brought you to today? Yes. I love the way you ask that. First of all, that was a beautiful segue. What a gift you have. And I just want to encourage that and speak life into that gift. You have a beautiful gift. And I pray that more people would recognize it and that more people would invite you to stages to moderate um, discussions and facilitate. Okay. That's just me speaking life. Let me get into the story. We touch and agree. Okay. So you are right. I do have a story and I, I say two things. One, I'm a magnet for miracles and I probably should have been a statistic, but for God, both of my parents died of AIDS. Um, my biological mother passed away when I was three and a half. My father, he lived a long time. He was 19 when I passed away. However, when I was about four years old, he just could not take care of me and grieve and manage his own addiction. I did not know ladies that until the day my dad died, he battled with addiction. I didn't know this. Now here's how, here's how the enemy gets strongholds. My father was a drug and alcohol abuse counselor struggling with his own addiction. And so sometimes you think that the people that are, that are around you instructing you, you think that they know better than you do because it looks like they know better because they've been around longer test every single spirit because you don't know who's operating through that person that you have put on a pedestal and you've started to, to worship them almost like an idol. And the reason I say that is because I, I can only now hindsight is 2020 look back in all the years of entrepreneurship, where instead of trusting myself and, and what God was telling me, I was casting my eyes on the next guru, the next teacher, the next mastermind leader, and really putting them on a pedestal and listening to them when they told me that something that I wanted to do wasn't good, instead of believing that God said, no, I'm trying to do a thing through you. Okay, we'll get to that in a second, but let's go back, 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 back before the internet even existed. Um, so when I was about four and a half or so, my father gave me to my godmother. And that was the first experience that I consciously had with rejection. Uh, I didn't realize that unconsciously for years, I was believing the story that my biological mother left me and that she didn't fight hard enough to live. You see, the spirit of rejection is very powerful and it will have you believing all kinds of things that you're not good enough, that nobody wanted you, that everyone that you love leaves you. Those are all the stories that I told myself. And those stories began to intensify when my father got married to another woman. I mean, obviously my mom was dead, but whatever. My mom, my dad got married and this woman was awful to me and she had a daughter and I remember he was raising that little girl, but he never had money for me. He never could pick me up in time. You know, he would make plans with me and cancel them. And that weighs on you, that trauma, that burden. 
concurrently while I'm experiencing the spirit of rejection and abandonment. And I'm telling myself this, these stories that my father abandoned me. The truth was my father never abandoned me. And if you get the book permission to offend in chapter one, I wait, break you through the whole story. So for the interest of time, we'll collapse it right there. But in chapter one, I take you to the whole story. And I tell you how I got free from those story patterns. But the truth was that I wasn't abandoned because my, my mom, the woman that I call my mother, Carmen Santini, my godmother who raised me, she loves, loved me then loves me now. I'm the favorite. Don't tell my sister. <laughs> so I was raised with a, uh, another girl who's really my cousin, but, but we were raised as sisters and I, you know, I'm the favorite, but don't tell her. So I was not abandoned. In fact, my godmother is not my blood relative at all, nor is my cousin's sister. Like, basically, I was adopted without the legal process. That whole family took me in like I was their own. I am niece. I am sister. I am daughter. I am granddaughter. You know, I am in the family. I was never abandoned. But even above all that, I was never abandoned because my God never left me and my God never forsake me. And this is the thing that we need to recognize is that when you're in the valley, you are not alone. The reason that you feel alone, the reason that you feel so burdened right now is because instead of walking through the valley and continuing to walk through and to call on God and your angels to help you cross, you set up camp and residence. You thought, oh, this is where I live. And God was saying to you, no, you just got to get through this valley because I'm taking you to a mountain. And before you even get to the mountain that I want you to, to stand on top of, there are mountains that I'm going to have you move, move by your faith. So I fell into addiction. I fell into addiction is hereditary, right? The science. Okay. Oh, you ready? Can we talk about science and faith? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is going to blow your mind. Science will tell you that addiction is hereditary, right? They'll look at studies and they'll, they'll show you how your, your brain changes, your DNA changes all the way down. But the Bible talks about generational curses. And if you look in the book of Deuteronomy, there are generational blessings and there are generational curses. And so generational curses, according to the Bible, last four generations, that is like 14 levels, okay? Now, do you see the parallel between what science is proving that the word of God said way before science discovered it? That was written in the word of God. Y'all better pick this up. Some of you are not getting it. Somebody is listening to this and is not getting it. Go back and listen to it again. So I was dealing with um, alcoholism. I had been um, sexually abused in, in somewhere in between all of that. I then ended up having such low self-esteem, such low self-worth, such low self-concept. My I had zero identity in Christ. I knew the Lord, right? I knew of the Lord. I went to church. I did the things, but I did not have a relationship with God. No, that's not true. I had a relationship with God. I didn't have a rooted identity. And so I was open to anything and everything. I was so thirsty to be seen to be loved, to be safe and protected, that I was looking in all the wrong places. So I had disordered eating, alcoholism, the abuse. 
it's a miracle that I'm alive. It is a true miracle from God. We don't have time to go into all of the curses and all the revelations. Maybe at your event in March, if I get to go, I don't know if anybody know. Did I just let the cat out of the bag? Oh, she's dropping. She's dropping secrets right now. But yeah, we love it. Bad. Edit it out. Y'all to hear it. Next. No, this is a reason to no, listen to the is... podcast because you get exclusives. Oh, yeah. exclusives. Okay, okay. <laughs> you get exclusives, and you never know. And for those, Rachel is dropping so much right now. Um, but in the book. So if you're feeling anything she's saying, and you're like, but how, and how am I going to work through that? She breaks down the whole thing. There's, there's exercises in her book. The very first chapter does talk about how to break down the story, separating mm -hmm. the facts from the story and how you create meaning. And she gives you the science and the exercises and her wisdom through that. So if you're feeling a little bit of, um, okay, I, I, I've been there. Where do I start? Start with the book. Yeah. Chapter one breaks that down. So I just want to give people that tool because it is very powerful when you are able to walk yourself through something like that. So um, I feel like you've shared so much and I just want people to know that we're not just throwing something at you without um, a roadmap. We're going to give them some tips. Oh, and listen, because if, if you're anything like me, listener, you're like, what? But I'm trying to listen to this podcast so I can get an actionable step today. I don't have to wait to order the book. Don't worry, I got you. Just stick with yeah. me. But you see, this is the thing is that people, myself included, we try to rush the process. We try to skip to the good part. And we don't realize that we have to understand the foundation. You have to understand the history. You have to understand the origin. This is why so many people are so wrapped up in sin in anxiety and depression and in despair, because instead of taking time to look at the origin and, and ask if, but, but how did that become this? What is the root of this? What is the origin? We're real quick to be like, oh, she did that. Well, what did she do? Right. Well, in order to do what I did, number one, you have to understand where I came from. And number two, you have to understand the character, the heart, the identity that I had to uh, leave behind and then put a new armor on to be able to execute. So, and when I tell you that I really should have been a statistic, I should have there. Do you know how many times I was saved, like miracle savings? I remember this one time I was in the Bronx, it was like two o'clock in the morning and I was maybe 14, 15 years old. I'd gone to a concert with my boyfriend at the time and I, my mom didn't know I was just lying, okay? Listen, <laughs> lies are the fast path to hell. Anyway, so my train station to get to my aunt's house had closed. You know, sometimes they close train stations at night. Why? Because that's how dangerous that area is. They don't even want you walking around in the streets. Anyway, so... I had to get off in another station and I didn't know how to get to her house from this other station. I'm walking aimlessly. And this guy pulls up in a really nice car, good looking guy. And he's like, where are you going? And I keep walking. Cause you know, stranger danger. And he goes, um, you know, excuse me, sweetheart, this is dangerous. You know, I, you, you shouldn't be here. Let me give you a ride. And I was like, and he looks at me, he goes, I'm not going to hurt you. It's dangerous out here let me give you a ride. I got in the car. I got in the car because the guy was cute and the car was nice. And the Lord many years later revealed to me that only by 
the stripes that Jesus Christ bore on the cross for me, did I survive that guy? That guy took me exactly to my house. But then the Lord reminded me of Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was a very good looking guy. Ted Bundy drove a nice car and Ted Bundy was a serial rapist and murderer. So when I say I should have been a statistic, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I go through all of that, okay? Even in all of that, even battling alcoholism, even battling the depression, because I was on three different antidepressants, an upper, a downer, and an in-betweener. That's what I like to call them. I always knew that I was supposed to do something more, that my, my life had a greater purpose. People were supposed to know my name. I was going to do great things. I was, I was supposed to be someone that people knew. Do you ladies feel that way too? Absolutely. All the time. Touch and agree, touch and agree. So you have to hold on to that belief, okay? You have to hold on to hope. Because sometimes we let a depression or a disappointment defer our hope. And the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Do you know that heart disease is the number one leading killer of women? Because women keep deferring their hope. They get one disappointment. And instead of hoping again, and instead of believing and trusting in the possibility, in, 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 in the miracles, listen, God is a miracle worker and miracles are still being done today. I'm going to tell you about a miracle and I'm going to tell you how you can get your miracle. Okay. So just stick with me. I know there's one anxious listener. Listen, put me on two and a half speed. Okay. Relax. So, um, so in all of that, see, now I left off, see the spirit of distraction, get behind me, get behind me, get behind me. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, it must have been good. Refresh my recollection. Well, what I want to say, I do want to say, Rachel, I love the fact that you're putting this all out there so unashamedly because so many women, a lot of the clients that I work with, they grow up in situations like this and with so much pain and trauma, but they're like, I'm going to focus on my career so I can just leave that behind. You don't leave it behind. You carry it with you. It gets worse and it keeps manifesting in your life. I want, can I, can I offer you a a slight correction in the words? Because our words matter. The Bible says that our words have the power of life and death. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, Audrey, I thought the same thing as you did. I was like, and belief, that's what I I wrote it down. So I wouldn't forget. I want to talk about belief and the biology of belief. Um, For a long time, I thought the same thing. Like, no, I just carry it with me. I carry it with me. And the Lord says, no, you don't have to carry that. The Lord says, lay it at my feet and I will carry that burden. Okay. So you don't, when I look at all the things, because also as Latinas, no digas nada. Exactly. No digas nada. Mm -hmm. You know, even some of the things that happened, I was told, don't, don't talk about it. Don't say it. And you know what? If God tells me to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. And if my mother or my cousin or my aunt or whoever is offended, well, that's on them because let God be true and every man be a liar. That's in the Bible too. I rather be in good standing with God than, you know, in the favor of my family. So number one is guilt, shame, um, that like feelings of, of unworthiness, the author, 
of those emotions is the enemy. The enemy is the author of guilt, shame, and he wants you to hold on to that. He wants you to come into agreement with, well, you're just going to have to take it with you. You're just going to have, no, I don't carry that. I feel no guilt and no shame for any of my past sins because I have already repented. I have already asked God. I have already given it to the Lord. And the, the word of God says that he will use all things for your good. So that shame, that blame, that guilt, that I now use all of that for, to um, encourage, to inspire, to edify other women in the ways of the Lord. And to say, listen, you, you don't have to carry that. You can use that to bring glory to the kingdom of God. And that's what I do, Audrey. I don't carry it with me. It's not in my backpack. God has it. And as for such a time as this, there'll be, and I don't tell all of these stories all the time, right? Sometimes God will say to me, don't, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that here. Don't mention that with these people. And then, and then he'll remind me of some other crazy thing in my life that he delivered me from that I get to use, you know, because you also have to know your audience. Okay. So, and when I say know your audience, I'm not saying that we ever act like we don't know God or like we're not serving God. But this is why when we were talking earlier before the recording, I said, are you sure you want me to, to go and in this one thing that we were talking about? Because if that's what you really want to talk about, I'm going to talk about demons. I'm going to talk about spiritual warfare. And you see, as I didn't believe in that always, I didn't even know what it was, but the Bible says it for we wage not against the flesh, but against principalities and spirits in another dimension in the heavenly realms. Some of you are listening to this and you're like, what is she talking about? What does this have to do with business? But if you, if you, um, are not rooted in what you believe, then you will be susceptible to believe any lie that the enemy sends your way. I and mean, if we could have that, you, sorry, we could have you, we probably don't even need to ask you questions, but I want to go back. To <laughs> yeah, that. sorry. Go ahead. I'm no, gonna, no, no, no. I'm going to stick to the questions but now. You said something. No, girl, you are welcome to speak here. We are not stopping you at all. Um, but you said something that I, I purposely um, highlighted here in the book because, you know, this, everyone who's probably listening to it is Latinas, we're first gen. And you said something that I was like, in the book, that I was like, damn, that's what it is, right? That going back to that, no digas nada, like, mm-hmm. don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that now you can see how subconsciously you interpreted the appeal for my secrecy to mean that telling others would result in my rejection. And I never realized that every time that my mom or someone says like, but don't say anything, right? And then you walk through questions to ask to get out of Mm -hmm. that and how that's really just creating this sense of rejection. And what we do is create this facade, right? Because you mentioned Latinas and I just wanted to share that as what you're talking about, I'm out of my league and talking about when you guys bring the Bible in, but I'm all ears and all heart open. Um, but what, what, what I feel is the truth in what you're saying and how it all does tie back to who we want to be, because you said, don't confuse the truth of who you once were with the Mm. truth you are today. And that's really what we're always trying to strive for, right? Like, who do you, well, who's the woman that you want to be? And then of course, all that business stuff, money and all that comes, but like, Mm. who do you want to be? And how do you want 
to show up in this world for yourself and, and, you know, really live within your calling. Mm. I'm taking notes because I have to, because I have so many things that I want to share. I always think like, Lord, why did you give me such a small little body? Cause I'm such a big personality. <laughs> I have so much to give. Um, you just said something that I really need to make sure that you and everyone listening understands. You said, when it comes to that, you know, I'm out of my league. Don't ever say that. Don't believe the lie that you're out of your league, because if God calls you into a space, he's going to equip you. He's going to meet you where you are. You know, enough to get started. And then you, God will equip you along the way. Think about David, right? David, or excuse me. Yeah. David and Goliath, you know, little old runty David up against the giant, with five smooth stones. He didn't have, Goliath had a 200 pound armor and David had five smooth stones. He was out of his league and yet out of his league, he defeated. If you look in the, and I think it's judges, uh, Gideon talks, Gideon was the runt of the runt family. Okay. So I want you to think about this great, powerful families, like all the rich people, all the fancy tias and tios, and your, your family is the weakest link. And then, and in the weakest link family, you're the weakest of the weakest, right? That was Gideon. And yet God told Gideon, go in your might. He didn't say go in my mind. No, he said, go just as you are. I'll meet you there. I'll send people. So I want to encourage every single person listening to this, that if you've ever felt like you're out of your league or you're unqualified for whatever reason, listen, honey, if you were to look at my bank account compared to the bank accounts of the rooms that I am in all the time out of my league, but whatever, God, I already, I stand on the word of God that says that I shall leave an inheritance for my children's children, that I shall be a lender and not a borrower, that the Lord desires to bless us so much that it would overtake the storehouses, the floodgates would break. Okay, now let's go to fulfillment. <sighs> Do you know, let me ask you this, let's actually have a conversation. Have either of you ever felt that if, not just if, but when you made a certain amount of money, then things would be better. Then you would feel better. Then you'd appreciate the business. Then, you know, like, oh, then I'll be good. Did you, have you ever felt that? Yeah. Yeah. And then did you get, did you ever have the opportunity to experience some of the thing and you get some of the thing? Yes. Did you feel the fulfillment and think, oh, great, I'm done? No, it's like, okay, yeah. now I get to the next place. <laughs> right. Yeah. So here's the thing. That feeling of, okay, once, once you, we're always trying to get there. Once I'm there. Well, once you're there, now you're here. Mm -hmm. And so we need to recognize that the fulfillment comes in the journey. The fulfillment comes in the process, in the doing. It's not in the receiving because once you get the things that you've been desiring, that celebration is, is fleeting. But if you can celebrate the moment being in this space right now, the good, the bad, you know, sometimes it's, oh, we didn't even say the part, you know, I'm a breast cancer survivor. Oof, God. There are so many parts we haven't covered. I have notes in my head from stories you shared in the past. I'm thinking here to myself, this is the first time on this podcast that I feel like I'm being coached versus interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> there Free are coaching for everybody. There are times you've spoken and I'm like, 
in the back of my eyes I have like welting because I'm like oh it's like being like spoken to which is very um heartwarming so we might even have to do a part two because I know you have a heart out and mm-hmm. I want to respect that but we're going to keep going and we'll keep going. let's get into you know you are a breast cancer survivor but your journey in that and the faith that you have shared through your healing we can go there um because like I said there are so many parts we still haven't hit and I don't know if we'll get to all of them today but yeah you were diagnosed with cancer probably at a time where you well I don't think everyone expects it but I know that you were at the height of getting into the height of your career and there mm-hmm. were just so many things happening walk us through that and and I think for me what I have learned when you shared those stories and in the book it's it is like faith right really understanding and and surrendering which I have mm-hmm. a hard time understanding surrendering in general but I'm working towards it oh. um Wait, let's talk about that real fast because that's such a great takeaway. Does someone, yeah, real fast. <laughs> I'll try. Okay, look. So here's the thing about surrendering. I think that sometimes people think that surrendering means that that you completely quit and you let go and then you do nothing. And I don't really believe that that's what surrendering is about. So when we surrender, um, so I'll say like, okay, look, Lord, I'm going to surrender to your will. That means that at the end of the day, I understand that you have rule, reign, and dominion over my life because I gave it up to you. Nevertheless, I'm still going to take the actions that you told me to take with the faith and the belief that we're going to meet somewhere, right? Like, you're, we're, well, we're always together, but whatever you're doing in the supernatural is going to meet me where here in the natural. And that's the perfect segue, Sabrina, to talk about the breast cancer. You see, it was good. So, because there was a lot of surrendering, they're still surrendering, okay? Um, but to your point in June of 2019, I had just hosted my first conference confidence activated. We had over 200 women. This was a dream come true for me. And when I tell you that, when I walked into that ballroom before anyone arrived and they lit it up the way that, you know, the lights were dim, but the stage lights were up. And that room was so expansive with all those chairs and, and the logo was on a light on the wall. I mean, tears came over because it was the manifestation of a dream that I had dared to dream years ago. And the journey to get into that room had been so difficult. I, I, we can't talk about all the things that I came up against, but in my podcast, um, I have some, uh, my podcast permission to offend. I have several episodes about all the other struggles every other year after that to get back into the room. So if you're into events, but I share that to say that after all the struggle here I was like, yes, we had an incredible weekend. People's lives were changed. People received the Holy spirit in that room. We have fire baptism at that event. It was not a religious conference. It was not even a faith-based conference, but one of my speakers, my good friend, Tiffany Montgomery, who has a ministry called cover by God. And if you want to know like, Rachel, how do you know so much about the Bible? Cause I, under her tutelage and I sign up for every fast and every prayer thing that she does cover by God.com no cover by God.co so you always want to give credit to whoever's teaching you and and never act like you just know everything because because no because that's wrong 
It's out of order. Anyway, so Tiffany Montgomery spoke on my stage and she was baptizing. It was amazing. We did 90, over $90,000 in cash that weekend in sales. And like, I don't know, maybe like $200,000 total, like over the payments and everything. So I'm thinking, well done, pat, pat. A couple of days later, I'm home and my back is really hurting me and my neck. And, and I, I do, I get, I've gotten this chronic back pain. So I don't think much of it, except that I start massaging myself and I would usually massage all the muscles like front and back. And I felt a lump and I had not felt that lump, not even a couple of days before. Okay. And I thought to myself, that's weird. Fast forward in the story, that lump ended up being triple negative breast cancer. I found out on July 1st, 2019, <sighs> my kids were with me when I got the phone call. If you get the audiobook, permission to offend, that's chapter two. Just listen to it. Uh, listen to it. Then you'll get the full story. The part of faith that I want to share with you is that a couple months before someone had sent me a documentary called cancer can be killed. And I love documentaries. As I'm watching it, that documentary spoke about how there are other ways to cure cancer aside from conventional chemotherapy and radiation. When that documentary was done, I looked at my husband and I said to him, baby, if that ever happens to me, pack your bags because I'm not doing chemo radiation, I'm leaving the country. And this is why I tell you, Audrey, that you have the power of death and life in your tongue. And so we never, ever, ever want to come into agreement, not even joking. How many times do people write, oh my God, that's so funny. I just D-I-E-D. -E I don't even say it. I don't even say it. I don't even repeat it. How many times do people send the, the death skull emojis to you when you send them something funny? Not me. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You just gave me another life. You just added 10 more years to my life. Thank you. Oh, that's so funny. I'm going to live even longer to tell that joke again. Okay. So, so you, so I don't believe in coincidence. And I, I wrote that in the book, stop mistaking God's divine guidance for coincidence because it's not. So now fast forward several months and this diagnosis comes in. The first thing I said was, I'm not going to come into agreement with this. So I never said that it was my, mm -mm. there was a cancer diagnosis. There was cancer that had been detected, but it was not mine. It was just present. And you have to, the Bible talks about calling things that are not as though they are. So immediately I began to speak healing over my life. Immediately I began to say that I am healed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I, you know, I am cancer free in the name of Jesus. Fast forward, July 4th, 325 PM, 2019. I'm at Tiffany Montgomery's millions conference. A pastor is there and Pastor Bev Tucker. I love her. Shout out to her. She has a wonderful book called um, Setting the Captives Free. It's a deliverance manual. Maybe we could put links to that. And that way these women can, you know, if you want to know more, please do check them out. So Pastor Bev is preaching and she's casting out spirits and demon is warfare. And by the way, at that point in my life, like I had an understanding but I didn't really, I was more afraid than interested. 
Okay. So I, I want to say that because I don't want you to anybody to listen to this thinking that I was born with this level of faith. This level of faith was developed. Okay. Like a diamond, like a piece of coal being crushed into a diamond that how are diamonds made? Diamonds are made through pressure. I'm minding the time girls. Don't mind the time. I got the time. Okay. Um, because I know y'all are looking at the clock. I'm minding the time. Don't you worry. The Lord knows where I'm meant to be. Okay. So diamonds are made through pressure. Your faith is increased through pressure and through hearing the testimony of other people. Stop saying, I'll believe it when I see it and just start say, speaking it out and saying, I believe it because I hear it. Even though it's out of my own mouth, I believe it because I hear it. This is why you have to speak affirming and don't just speak those, you know, Pinteresty, oh, that's cute or whatever affirmations. No, go into the word of God. There are over 8,000 promises in the word of God about who you are and what God wants to do for you. So speak life. And so I began saying, according to Psalm 91, I shall be satisfied with long life. According to Psalm 91, though a thousand may fall out at my side and 10,000 at my right, it shall not come nigh my dwelling. So I end up rejecting the conventional chemotherapy that my doctors wanted to put me on. And I, I did a bunch of other stuff. And I go that that's a longer story. I go in depth about that in the book. But here's what you need to know is that when I made that decision to do something completely contrary to conventional wisdom, to conventional medicine, a lot of people had a lot of opinions. And there were people that, um, they didn't say this to me directly, but some of their comments and, and other groups were like, oh, I feel so bad for you, you know, that, that that's never going to work. Like, I, I'm not even going to repeat some of the things. And that's the thing is like, stop repeating the same old stories without the testimony of deliverance and being set free. This is why when I tell my story, you don't hear me say like, I'm, I'm not crying. I'm not attached to that because that those are not my stories anymore. I'm simply recounting something that happened. But some of you have gotten in the habit of retelling the story. And every time you retell the story, you re-victimize yourself. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Let it go. Okay. So even my mother, and I talk about this in the book. It's really good in the audio if you listen to it. Um, get the audio and the hardcover so you can listen to it and then also highlight and take notes. But at one point, my mom, she said, you're in denial. You're in denial because I didn't want to do what the conventional doctors wanted me to do. And I said, I'm not in denial. If I were in denial, this time I will, I, I will get emotional because when you stand up for yourself, especially to people that you were taught all your life to respect and not talk back to and, and, and to have reverence for, you know, it, it does something to you. And the enemy will try to tell you how you were so disrespectful, but no, because I stood on the word of God and I said, mommy, I am not in denial. If I were in denial, I would be doing nothing. I'm doing everything but what they want me to do, but I am doing things. And I did a lot of stuff for my healing, juicing, coffee, enemas, sauna, IV therapies, 
um, ozone, hyperbaric oxygen. I mean, I was full-time healing was my full-time job. So friends that are putting off your health, if you don't make time for your health, you're going to have to make time for your disease. And I pray to God right now that every single one of you will get that message. So, and, and I come against any diseases right now in the name of Jesus. But some of you know, this is your wake up call right here. Some of you have been putting it off, drinking more water, adding more veggies. I'm not even telling you to stop eating crap. I'm just saying add a couple more veggies, go sweat it out, supplements, get women. You need vitamin D. Uh, So many women are deficient in vitamin D and Latinas and women of color specifically Triple negative breast cancer disproportionately affects women of color and it disproportionately kills women of color. Heed my warning. Go get your labs done. If you do, if you do nothing else, I know that this is supposed to be a business podcast, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't have your health, you will not be around to have a business. If you do not have your health, you will not have the energy to make money to fund your wellness. Go get your labs done. Go get your labs. Test for your vitamin B, your vitamin D levels, your thyroid, your CBC. Test, 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 and make adjustments accordingly. So I did all of the unconventional things. And on July 4th, 325 p.m., Pastor Bev is talking. Y'all didn't think I was going to finish that story. I know you didn't. Some of you forgot. So we are there. I'm on. She said something. If any of you have, I don't know what she said because I ran up. I knew that an altar call was coming and I ran up and I threw myself on the floor. Now, I want you to understand that there are about 3000 people in this room and thousands of people have been trampling this area. And I did not care. I threw my on that dirty old floor. And I said, Lord, save me, save my life. Jesus, let me live. Let me live. Father God, please, Jesus, save my life. Okay. Some of you are not falling on your face, but you're acting God to move mountains. You are asking for a supernatural miracle, but you're doing the bare minimum of praying. How, how can it be? How can it be? Okay. So there I am on my face and they begin praying over me. And, and I, I probably have like eight people pray over me. Now, here's the thing. Don't just let anyone pray over you. You got to test the spirit, but I got some prayer warriors over me and I came into agreement with them because the Bible says, um, where two or more uh, touch and agree, it shall be loosed on heaven as it is on earth or uh, loosed on earth as it is in heaven. The Lord told me at 3.25 p.m. on that day that I was going to be healed from breast cancer within 30 days. And he gave me a series of instructions and the instructions don't matter because that's not the cure for cancer. Those instructions were steps that I needed to take of faith. One of the things that the Lord told me to do was to fast. Now that one I'll tell you because the Bible also says that there are some things that cannot be moved except but through prayer and fasting, okay? But I was afraid to fast because remember, I had disordered eating. And so when the Lord said to me, fast, y'all, this is what I did. A true story, true story. My face is down and I heard fast for 30 days. I went like this, fast. (laughs) I opened my eyes and I looked up and I said, fast. 
uh, uh-uh, I don't fast Lord, because I don't want to fall back into disordered eating. And the Lord said to me, trust me, trust me. I'm not going to let you fall back, but you need to do this. You need to do this. Now, can we talk about science and faith real fast? I know we have like seven minutes, but let's just talk about science and faith real fast, because what the Lord told me to do with fasting there's so much scientific evidence for how fasting is healing to the body. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you're like this girl and this, she's really Bibling it up. Okay, fine. You don't want to co-sign on the word of God. Go look at the science because the science will say it. And so, so the Lord gave me the instruction around day 21 or so I'm out with my family and I was supposed to fast, I think until like three or four in the afternoon, but it was two o'clock and we're at a restaurant and I forget. And I used to, at this point now, now I'm traveling with my own food, organic, but, but we'd go to restaurants and I'd be like, no food for me. Thank you. And break out my Tupperware, not Tupperware, my glass Pyrex. Okay. Don't do the Tupperware is bad for you. Anyway. So I start eating and all of a sudden I realized, oh my God. I'm so sorry. I'm supposed to be fasting. And immediately at the table, I'm like, God, please don't take my healing. Please don't take my healing. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. I repent. And the Lord said to me, relax. Your healing was never contingent upon your willpower. Your healing was dependent upon your faith. And the fasting was just a demonstration of your faith. Will you believe me? Do you believe that I will do what I said I would do for you? On July 29th, 2019, I got the phone call. You are cancer free, no evidence of disease. Now, my journey did not end there. Healing did not end. That was just the beginning. Because you have to understand that when you get set free from things, you have to stay free. And if you go back to the patterns of old, you will then find yourself back where you started. And oftentimes, you know, so for two years, I did the Gerson therapy. I, I did all kinds of things. Um, and there was something else I had wanted to say. Lord will bring it back to my recollection. But the point being that in all of that, in, in all of it, it was a choice to believe and then to do the things, right? Faith without works is dead. I had to surrender that, oh, wait, no, the science. Thank you, God. You're so good. The science of fasting. So I, I ended up having a lumpectomy to remove the lump, okay? And my surgeon, Dr. Beth, said to me when it was, oh, Listen to this. If, if for those of you, this is so good. Okay. You know, three is the number of the Trinity, right? I was pulled out of surgery at 3.33 PM and they removed three sentinel nodes. I said, the Lord is with me, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But what she said to me at my bedside was, you know, it was so interesting. Uh, the, something I've never seen before. You had an unusual amount of lymphocytes around the tumor area. I said, what does that mean? She said, it means that your body was fighting the tumor. It recognized that it didn't belong. Now, remember I told you, you have the power of death and life in your tongue. 
What I forgot to tell you was the, those 30 days that I was praying and fasting, I was speaking to that area. And I was saying immune system rise up and do exactly what you were designed to do. Attack, 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 kill that tumor, kill that tumor right now by the power and the blood of Jesus. Your body will respond to you. You, anything that you take authority over will respond to you. Any, Ooh, this is good. Journal prompt. This is how we'll leave it. Okay. I'm a big pro, uh, proponent of journaling. Um, if you go to rachelluna.com forward slash method, that is a, an excerpt from chapter nine of my book, specifically around my three-step journal method. Okay. Y'all thought I was going to leave you, but I'm not, not without, not without giving you something. Okay. So the three steps are right shift script, right shift script. Um, and this is the journal prompt that you're going to do. And somebody's listening and thinking like, but how can, listen, honey, slow down. I told you that it's a process. You are trying to skip ahead. And because you're trying to skip ahead, you're going to miss out on what is for you. So please take a minute, get to where you're going, open up your calendar, set a time to do this activity, because this is not the kind of thing that you're going to do rushed. Okay. This is the kind of thing that you're going to do with intentionality. That's why I told you to go to rachelluna.com forward slash method and get it done. Okay. So the, the three steps are right shift script and the journal prompt that I want to leave you with. Let me, let me make sure that I get it right. Cause you do have the power of life and death in your tongue and you can speak to your body and tell it to heal. And you can speak to your business and tell it to rise up. I have like five. There was something. Bring it back to me, Holy Spirit. Y'all can edit out the gap, right? Y'all edit out the gap because it's going to take me a second to. time here. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're going to talk about the, the thing I'd love for you to journal around is the power of death and life that your tongue has. And you are going to the first part that you're going to journal. You're not going to follow the method just yet. But the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to write out all the, all the word curses that you spoke over your life unintentionally, unknowing. So anytime you said, I'm broke or I'm tired or whatever. I'm anything negative, even if it was because sometimes we trauma bond. Sometimes we complain bond with friends, right? Your friend says, I, mija, I'm so tired. I don't bien, mija. Let me tell you about. And then you start complaining to each other about your day. But do you know that that's why the Israelites were wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years because they were murmuring and complaining. And if they had stopped murmuring and complaining and really started speaking life, they would have gotten to the promised land sooner. Okay. So you're going to write all of that so that you can come out of agreement and just say, listen, forgive me. I come out of agreement with all of these word curses that I spoke out of uh, uh, over my life, over my business, over my children. I didn't mean it. I didn't know what I was saying. You know, it was just my programming from my childhood. And I just, I break that pattern. Then the next thing that you're going to do is you are going to speak life, speak life. So you'll write something like, um, 
I speak life over my business. I speak life over my clients. I speak life um, over my social media. And then if for, for those of you that are faith-based or for those of you that even you're like, man, she keeps talking about this God, who is he? Then I would just say, Google is going to be your favorite friend in getting to know what the Bible says. And so you're going to go and Google Bible verse that talks about being, being debt free. And that's going to take you to Deuteronomy where it says you shall be a lender and not a borrower. And then whatever you write, whatever you're speaking life over, find the Bible verse that matches, that touches and agrees, that confirms and affirms what you are saying, right? There's this book called The Prayer of Jabez or Jabez. I don't know how to say it, but I say Jabez. And I like it. This is on First Chronicles 4.10. And, and Jabez says, oh, Lord, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be, be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain because Jabez, the name means pain. So God granted him what he requested. So then you say, God, according to 1 Chronicles 4.10, you did it for Jabez, you granted him. Give me that same prayer, enlarge my territory. Get me more followers, Lord. Build my email list. Fill my event. Bring me the right team members. According to 1 Chronicles 4.10. And then the final step is I want you to think of something that you are believing for for 2024. And follow the three steps that I outlined for you in the Faith Activated Journal Method. And I truly believe that that will greatly bless you. Um, and I pray that for each and every one of you. Ooh. I'm like speechless. Who wants a church? <laughs> I know. I don't apologize. Some of you haven't no, been to church no. in a long time. Some of you needed. We need to hear this, Rachel. So many of us are afflicted by things that we don't even yeah. believe in. We yeah. don't even believe exists. And it's holding us down. Yeah. You know, can I just say this one last thing? So not sorry. I, I, as I said, some of you haven't been to church. I, I heard the cry of like, I'm not worthy to go back to church. When I when I stop living in sin, when I stop fornicating, when I stop this, when I stop that, then, then I could go to church because then I could be right. And I just want you to know that God loves you in every single stage of your life. God is obsessed with you. God is chasing after you. It's not a mirror. It's not a mistake that you are listening to this episode right now. If anything, it is a testimony to God's miraculous love for you. The Lord loves you so much. And the Lord wants you to know that you can come just as you are. You don't have to get dressed up. You don't have to wear your Sunday best. You could wear your jeans and your t-shirt and your dirty kicks. You don't even have to scrub them. Okay. The Lord loves you just as you are. And the Lord wants to do a work through you. The Lord will use the least of us. Okay. The least of us is who inherits the kingdom of God. So please do not listen to anything that the enemy is saying to you that will be contrary to what I've just said to you. Amen. Amen. That's it for real. Rachel. There is so much more I would love to cover. Um, we didn't even get into your journey as a Marine and coach and oh, life, but um, I know that our community will 
we'll get this opportunity to know more about you. Um, but for now, just let them know where they can find you on social and anything that you have coming up. And I know the books, so, you know, just we'll wrap it up there because like I said, there's so much more. I know there is so much more. I'm like, ah, we didn't touch on this. Okay. Excuse me. Um, definitely come and follow me over at girl confident. Oh, excuse me. Hiccups. Um, girl confident with a T on Instagram. You can go to rachelluna.com forward slash method to get the, the excerpt of the chapter and to get the method. So you can do the homework that I've assigned and for sure, grab a copy of my book, permission to offense, the compassionate guide for living unfiltered and unafraid and last CTA. So you have options. Uh, if you're already listening to a podcast, go ahead and subscribe to my podcast, permission to offend. Thank you so much for your just warm generosity of all the knowledge and wisdom and everything that you have to share. We really appreciate it. Thank you, ladies. I love you both. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Thank you for letting me share. And may God bless you and continue to guide you on your journey. You too. And may the Lord grant us all with health and wellness, and that we be satisfied with long life, according to Psalm 91, long, healthy life. Thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. <laughs> Have a beautiful day, everyone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye ladies.